Welcome to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast. My name is Bob Heilig, your host and the founder of Your Virtual Upline. This is the podcast for the new wave of network marketing leaders that want to make an impact and aren't just building a downline, they're building a better world. Join us each week and learn how to build a profitable network marketing business that gives you complete freedom so that you can give back to the world in an even bigger way. Welcome to episode 68 of the Your Virtual Upline podcast. This is your host, Bob Heilig, and I'm excited to have you here for this episode today. We are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics when it comes to lead generation for network marketing, and that is LinkedIn. Now, I know a lot of you, maybe you've had a chance to see one of the advertisements that I run on Facebook about a course that I've created on LinkedIn, and maybe you've heard me talk about. Perhaps you've been wondering, you know, is LinkedIn something that I could be or should be using for my business? Maybe you've had a chance to dip your toe in the water and it didn't really work for you, or maybe you just never even used LinkedIn before. You know, I was someone that had a LinkedIn account, but I literally never, ever used it. And what I'm going to share with you today is I'm going to answer the question, should you be using LinkedIn? And I'm going to give you my top five tips on using LinkedIn for your network marketing business. How to be able to generate high-quality leads, A players, the, the type of people that you would dream of recruiting, leaders, successful people. I'm going to give you five tips on how to do that and hopefully give you some guidelines and some confidence that you can do it successfully. Now, I will tell you this. At the end of this training, I am going to be announcing a, a link or I'm going to be giving you a link to a free training that I did on LinkedIn that you can listen into. I go a little bit more in depth into some of the things we're going to talk about today. So for any of you that are really interested in in implementing LinkedIn and taking it to the next level, between this episode and the free training that I'm going to give you at the end, you should have what you need. Now, really quickly here, as we do every week, I want to announce the winner of the week. Each week, for those of you that leave a review In iTunes, we choose one winner each week, and we give them a special prize. And this week, the winner is Christian Farm Wife. So Christian Farm Wife, you are this week's winner. All you have to do is just email us at support at bobhylig.com and let us know that you were the podcast winner of the week. And this week, you're going to get access to my LinkedIn Prospecting Blueprint course. So just go ahead and send us an email and we'll get that to you. And thank you to all of you that left reviews. And for those of you that are interested in in being a part of this, if you just take some time and leave a review on iTunes, great, great, greatly appreciated. It really helps with the visibility of the show. And if you're a non-iTunes listener, if you listen on Android, you can do the same thing in whichever app you're using to listen. So always appreciate that. And thank you to everyone that left a review. So let's talk about LinkedIn. So let me give you a little bit of background on my story and how I was led to LinkedIn. You know, I was at a point in my business where I had been involved for several years. I had created a very nice sized team, but I was feeling stuck and I was frustrated because I was really getting a sense of 
that I had kind of run out of people to talk to. I'd been involved for several years. I'd approached the majority of my warm market. I was attempting to try to use Facebook to generate leads. I wasn't really all that successful doing so. And I was, I was full time in my business and I was really, I had the sense of I needed to find a new source of leads. I needed to, I knew that I needed to just find more people to talk to. And, and I'll be honest, I am introverted by nature. I have never enjoyed just going out and cold prospecting, right? I did it in my very early days. I used to go to the mall and try to prospect people and go to the supermarket and have these really awkward exchanges where I stumbled over my words and it was kind of like I was stalking people a little bit. And, you know, that was never me. I j it's just not something I felt comfortable doing. It's not anything I ever wanted to do. So I knew social media would, would was the answer to that because there was an unlimited amount of people to talk to. But for some reason, Facebook just wasn't at the time working for me. And I remember one one day seeing an ad. I saw an ad for LinkedIn. And it wasn't for network marketing. It was just for salespeople on how to find uh, customers and prospects. And I bought the course thinking, huh, that's interesting. I've always had a LinkedIn account. I've never really used it. You know, this is going all the way back to probably around 2012, just to give you a frame of reference. And I took this LinkedIn course and I remember going through the material and thinking, wow, like I never even thought about this type of an approach and targeting these types of people. And some of the language that they were using, I was like, you know, I could take this and kind of tweak it a little bit. And I really think it would work for my network marketing business. And so I started testing some of the strategies that I was learning. And, you know, I, there were several weeks of kind of trial and error getting it to where I felt like it would work for my network marketing business. And then I started testing it out. And over the course of about a month, I really started throwing myself into LinkedIn and learning it, using some of these things. And what I found was like, it was life-changing to me at the time. I kind of figured out a specific way to search for people to connect with them and send them a message to start a conversation and actually get them on the phone. And to my surprise, I started getting on the phone with people, very successful people that I had never met before, having conversations with them about my network marketing business from all over the country. And they started saying yes. And, and I can remember the first time that happened. I was scared out of my mind in the beginning. Don't get me wrong. But I remember the first time that happened, it was such a light bulb moment because I remember thinking, oh my God, like I have the power to create this out of thin air. And it was really just a matter of me being able to get over my fears, to go through the numbers and just consistently do it. And in one month, if you've heard me talk about this, in one 30-day period, I took massive action and I recruited 20 people into my business. And it was that kind of 60-day period of learning it and then doing it that gave me the momentum to get to where I needed to go. It completely transformed my business, gave me momentum and excitement. And my, my word to you is this. What I want you to understand, every single one of you can do the same thing. Doesn't matter if you've got a professional background. Doesn't matter if you use LinkedIn for work already. Any one of you can be effective just making a few small tweaks 
and following what I teach. And I've taught this to hundreds and hundreds of students that have gone through my course. And I've had people see amazing, amazing results. Some of my students recruited three, four, five people within their first week of doing this. You know, they're, they're consistently now getting on the phone with prospects, just completely giving them a new sense of excitement and enthusiasm for their business. So what I want to start off with is this. I want to just share with you some LinkedIn statistics that I think would be helpful for you to know. So LinkedIn is the world's largest professional network. It is estimated there is over 400 million people that are using the platform. It is more of a business-oriented social network. So the way that I explain it, and it's becoming more and more this way because they've actually made recent changes to the platform to try to make them more like Facebook, but I kind of call them Facebook for business. Now, there are nuances that are different. Like when I was using LinkedIn, I wasn't like posting content every day like I would on Facebook, like in an attraction marketing kind of way. It's not to say that sharing articles and posting content isn't helpful. However, I don't believe you need to do that to be successful. All you have to do is learn how to set your profile up in a way that it doesn't turn people away and it attracts them to you. And most of LinkedIn, it's all about active prospecting. It's really what happens behind the scenes is what makes LinkedIn so effective. But that's also the reason why I'll tell you Even if you use LinkedIn for your job, you can still execute this. You don't need to set up a second account for your network marketing company. You don't even need to put your network marketing business on your profile in order to make this work, okay? Now, here's the thing I love, is we all want to recruit better people. We want to recruit up. We want A players. We want successful leaders, self-motivated people. We don't need to hold their hand. Well, the core users of this platform are educated professionals between the ages of 30 and 49. And the fastest growing demographic are college students and recent grads because of the difficulties in the job market. So more people are turning to this. And people just, look, flat out, they're on LinkedIn to find opportunities. So it's not as weird bringing up a business opportunity to someone on LinkedIn as it might sometimes be on Facebook because that's not really why people are on Facebook. But that is the reason while they're on LinkedIn, they're there to network and find opportunities. Okay. Now, having said all that, If you want to step up the quality of your prospects, LinkedIn is the place to be. It is just a different pool that you're fishing out of, and you can control the quality of people that you get your message in front of. So let me give you my five tips. I want to give you five strategies, five things to do on LinkedIn so that you can be successful. And in my experience... Those of you that have maybe tried LinkedIn, and I know that, look, there's a lot of network marketers that are on LinkedIn trying to use it, but I see very few of them using it the right way. And even if you've tried it and it didn't work for you, I promise you it's because you just didn't do it right. And I'm going to give you the five areas that I think you need to focus on the most to help you start to create results. Here's number one. You have to make sure that your profile is set up in a way That does not raise resistance with prospects. Let me explain to you what I mean. Your LinkedIn profile cannot be a sales pitch for your network marketing company. You have to understand on LinkedIn, you are selling yourself, not your network marketing company. If you have things like the name of your network marketing company in your title of your profile 
or you have some sort of like, you know, I'm a double, triple black diamond or a, you know, a, a Cadillac earner. Like that stuff is irrelevant to people, right? You need to be positioning yourself in a way where people are seeing value in you. You know, whether it's a, I think when I was building my network marketing business, I had something simple like, a business coach or just a, an entrepreneur, or I've seen some of my students have done things like if they're in the healthcare arena or something, they make mention of, you know, a healthcare entrepreneur or something like that. It needs to be generic, but it can't speak specifically to your business or your company because that alone, if somebody sees that, I'm telling you, it's going to turn people off, okay? Now, in the free training that I'm going to give you, I give you some examples of, of titles that you can use, but you need to keep it generic, okay? The other thing is this. When we talk about your bio, your summary section, this is the, the, the brief description that you write about yourself. This is where most people go wrong. My recommendation is this. There should be no mention at all of your network marketing company's name in your summary. You need to sell yourself. Look at that summary as if you're sharing your story or your testimonial with people, right? That summary is designed to do one thing, to create a connection between the person that comes to your profile and says, do I want to connect with this person or not? They should get to know who you are, what's important to you. Think about sharing some of your, you know, some of the values and beliefs that you have. Tell me your story. Give me your why. When it, when you refer to your business, don't say I joined my skincare company. Say I became an entrepreneur. Don't get into the specifics because I'm telling you, the more you do that, it is going to raise a red flag. And we don't want to do anything at this point that creates a, that raises resistance or causes someone to say, oh, no, one of those. Look, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, and but we just have to acknowledge people have a negative perception of network marketing and those types of people. Don't give them any reason at first glance to have a, you know, to not want to connect you. So you have to be very generic. You got to learn how to sell yourself, highlight yourself, talk about your values, talk about your beliefs, you know, share your dissatisfaction. I was you know, I was involved in, in, a, in a, you know, in the medical sales profession and I was frustrated and I was looking for something to give me meaning and purpose. And I was introduced to entrepreneurship and it's changed my life. Here's how, bop, 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 bop. And my mission now is helping and empowering others that are stuck in careers that are unfulfilling and not satisfied where they're not getting paid what they're worth. And I show them how through the vehicle of entrepreneurship they can do, they can change that. Like th that's just me thinking out loud right now. That's an example of how a really well written profile would look like and sound like so that if I go and I read that, I'm like, wow, that's me. I want to know more about this person. What are they doing? It's creating curiosity. Now, what if you use your profile for work? No big deal. If you use it for work, you can't have your network marketing business or being an entrepreneur and hating corporate America on there. That's probably not a good look for you. But here's what you can do. Do a better job of just getting people to get to know you. Highlight some of the things you've done and you can still convey your values and beliefs in your summary without mentioning entrepreneurship. One of the reasons why I say you don't even have to have your business on your profile is because I teach people how to connect with other people that have similar backgrounds. And I'll talk more about that in one of these other tips. But if you are a pharmaceutical sales rep, 
and that's what's on your profile, and I reach out to connect with you, and you see, oh, another pharmaceutical sales rep, you're going to be likely to connect to me. And it's very easy for me to relate, to reference that, because once again, everything's happening behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, I send you a message, and I say, hey, I'm also an entrepreneur. I'm an expanding a company, wanted to reach out, right? So it's okay to be able to still use LinkedIn for work, and you don't need a second profile. So that's the first tip. Set up your profile in a way that does not raise resistance. It should not be a sales pitch for your company. Now, it is okay to have your network marketing company listed in your experience, it, you know, because that's less of a focus for people. It's more the headline, the summary. That's the thing that I really want you to focus on. The second tip I have for you is this, and I've already made mention of this. You've got to sell yourself. You got to learn how to demonstrate value. You have to understand People don't join companies, they join other people. And always ask yourself, why would someone want to join me? Am I putting enough value into the marketplace where someone that doesn't know me would see me and say, wow, I want to connect with this person. I want to see what it is that they have to offer. Here's what it starts with, your picture. Get a really good quality image of yourself. LinkedIn is a professional social platform. You can't have a picture of you at a party with a beer in your hand, you know, hugging one of your friends. It's not going to work. Get a really nice professional image. Look, invest a hundred bucks or 150 bucks and get some professional photos taken. You can find a local photographer pretty much in any market. You can go to Thumbtack thumbtack.com. You can search for a photographer, tell them you need to do a lifestyle photo shoot. You want two to three images, a headshot, some other stuff you can use on social media. They could do that in an hour. You probably pay 100, 150 bucks to get to do that. But that's an investment worth making if you want to be serious using a more professional platform like this. It says a lot about you, your picture. The second thing is this, like I said, just highlight you and who you are and what's important to you. See, when someone comes to your profile, they, if their beliefs and their values connect with yours, then that's going to dramatically increase the chances of you having a conversation with them and being able to make that connection. So make sure that you do that. Here's another thing that can be helpful. LinkedIn allows you to get what are called recommendations where you can reach out to an existing network or existing contacts. If you know people, I do recommend when you start a LinkedIn account, you can import your email contact list and you can search for people that you know. Try to add some people you know to your network to start and they and ask for recommendations where they just say something nice about you. That adds some social proof to your profile. Here's another tip, and this is something that I teach my students that very few people do that will make a huge difference. Upload videos to your profile. Here's what I recommend. If you've been following me and you've been doing what I've been teaching, you've been doing Facebook Lives, and you've been doing Facebook Lives with a more of an educational and empowering approach where you're just sharing, you're looking to teach people and add value. So you're creating these generic videos about personal development, personal growth, things that you're passionate about. Take the recordings of two to three of those videos and upload them to LinkedIn on your profile. Now, LinkedIn recently has changed and it makes it so much easier to do this. On the LinkedIn app, the mobile app, you can upload videos right from your phone to your LinkedIn profile through the app now. See, LinkedIn is getting much more friendly about video. And as a matter of fact, they haven't announced this yet, but I can almost guarantee you it's only a matter of time 
before LinkedIn has live video. It absolutely will be moving that direction. Microsoft owns LinkedIn now. Microsoft also owns Skype. So they're very much looking to increase their video capacity. LinkedIn is way behind when it comes to this. But most of the experts and the people in the know are guessing that you will be able to do live video on LinkedIn at some point. Now, when that happens, that's going to be a game changer. But for right now, just upload a couple of recorded videos. Here's the reason why I want you to do that. When I go to your profile and I start scoping you out, you send me a connection request and I'm like, hmm, do I want to connect with this person? I read your summary. That's interesting. I, I kind of relate to them and I see a video and I play it and I can physically see you and hear you. I will make a connection with you on a level that I never could otherwise. And if I get something of value, I'm like, wow, that was really good. Like I like this person's personality. I like their energy. A hundred times more likely for them to say, yes, I do want to connect with this person. So upload a couple of videos on your profile. It's going to really, really help you increase the chances of you making those connections. All right. Number three, I want you to do targeted prospecting. Now, when I talk about targeted prospecting, here's what makes LinkedIn so special. You can use what's called the advanced search functionality. Now, all you need to do this is very simple. If you go up to the top of the LinkedIn, you know, you're on the home screen of LinkedIn, there's a little search bar at the very top. You go to the top and you can type in literally, you can search for people based off of any criteria. Here's what I recommend you do. Search for people that have similar backgrounds, professions, interests than you. So what I used to do, I used to go search medical sales. So you go to the top, you type in medical sales or whatever your background is. Now, if you have if you have a background that's not really conducive, like you were a nurse or a teacher and maybe they don't use LinkedIn, you can still do searches. You can search for medical sales. You can search for pharmaceutical sales. You can look, if you don't have a background, you can search for, I'll give you a tip here, Uber or Lyft. Look, people that drive for Uber and Lyft are entrepreneurial. So you can search for them, but you can pick company names. You could search, oh, I used to work for ABC company, or I used to search my competitors because I knew they were still in the same space and I knew I could relate to them. I used to search for professional organizations, Toastmasters, B&I, like literally anything you've ever done, anything you've ever been a part of, you can search for. So you type it in and then here's what happens. LinkedIn will give you the option of selecting people. So you want to search for people that have those words in their profile and it'll bring up a bunch of search results. And then what you want to do is really simple. See, LinkedIn has these different kind of types of connections. They have what are called first level connections. These are people that are your connections. So you're directly connected to them. They have what are called second level connections. This is where I want you to focus. They also, so second level connections are, I'm not connected to you, but you're connected to someone that I am. So it's like one, like a friend of a friend almost. And then third level connections, forget about those and anything beyond that. A third level connection is somebody that you have nothing in common with. And a key part of growing your account and using this targeted search functionality is you only want to be connecting with people that have a common connection. So that when I send you a request, if you're a second level connection, you're going to be much more likely to accept it if you see we have mutual contacts. See, that's a important part. Now, one of the mistakes that people make sometimes, they get really excited about LinkedIn. They get on there and they start rapid firing, sending requests to everybody they can find. And they do a bunch of third level connections. And what happens is when you send a connection request to someone, they can actually mark decline because I don't know you. And if that happens too much, you will get put in LinkedIn jail. 
They will put a restriction on your account. Don't freak out if it happens. They're very good about restate, reinstating you. You just have to message them and say, I didn't know. But try to avoid that. Focus on second-level connections. Now, how you do this, once you do your search, you go to – they'll give you different filters, and you can select a little check mark in a box that says second connections. And it will show you all of the people that have that particular search criteria, and you can start sending them connection requests. And what I used to do, I used to just send the connection requests. I'd see we have common people. They would accept it, and then I would send them a message, and I'll talk more about that later. But in that message, I would reference that commonality with them, and that would make them more likely to want to have a conversation with me. Here's what also is really powerful. You can drill down based on geography. So what I used to do is I used to actually, if I had a team that I was knew I was growing in a new market like Atlanta, Georgia, and I had a couple of leaders down there that were promising and I wanted to find a way to be able to work with them more, so I wanted more people down there, I would search medical sales Atlanta, Georgia, 50-mile radius, and I would literally flood an area prospect, I'd recruit three, four, five people down there. And then I'd go down there and take a trip and work in that market. And I'd help build my leaders teams, my own team. Anytime I traveled to a convention or a meeting, I always was meeting with prospects. If our company was having a national convention in Houston, Texas, I started prospecting Houston, Texas 30 to 45 days before. And I would go to that event with guests in the seat next to me. I'd be meeting people in the hotel lobby the weekend of the event. It didn't matter where I went. I always knew I could get prospects if I just executed what it is I'm teaching you. So what you have to figure out, what are the search criteria that you can use when you are looking for people? And it might take you some testing to figure this out, but you know, experiment a little bit. And if you have no professional background, that's okay. Use the common ones that work, pharmaceutical sales, medical sales, industrial sales, you know, salespeople, those types of, they're generally good sales management right? Sales directors. I mean, you know, just kind of figure out what do I think would be great for my business. Try to find some people in your company that are really successful. What are their backgrounds and search based off of their background? Hey, I've got a person I work with that has the same background as you. They're very successful. It's an easy transition for you to do that. All right. So tip number three, and this is going to be really different for a lot of you because I know a lot of you are in companies that are, they really lead with the product first, right? And the business opportunity is almost kind of secondary sometimes. Well, I'm going to tell you that, that you have to change for LinkedIn. If you're going to use LinkedIn, you must lead with the opportunity, not your product. If you want to be effective, recruiting and attracting high-level professionals. Like I used to go for sales, high-level sales managers, like management-level people. I, I, that's who I used to target, right? And I was scared out of my mind in the beginning doing it, but I, I started to understand the more successful people were, sometimes they were more open to opportunities, right? Because listen, we live in a world today, I don't, if you make money, the more money you make, the less security you have today. There are people that have been in, you know, sales management roles for 20, 30 years, directors of sales. I have friends. They're, they're worried about if they're going to even have a job anymore because they know the fact that they make a lot of money. That puts a target on their back. So don't be afraid to go out and prospect these people and have some confidence and say, look, I got a solution for you here. You're unhappy in your career. I've got something here that can create a new career for you. Right. But you got to start looking at what you do differently. It's not a side gig. 
It is a serious business opportunity. You can't use language like my little side business and be successful attracting people on LinkedIn that we're talking about here. You've got to really be able to highlight the big picture and the financial benefits of your business. So that's not to say that the products are not important. They're always going to be important. Somebody's not going to say yes unless they've had a chance to evaluate the products, but you've got to have, you got to use different language when you're talking to these people, right? So let me give you some examples of what I'm talking about here. So I'm going to just rattle off some examples of language that I used to use when I was messaging and talking to prospects, right? It's not a little side business. It is I am leading the expansion or I am helping lead the expansion of a half a billion dollar beauty company, nutritional company into the greater Philadelphia area. You know, I am helping lead the expansion, working with some very successful people, you know, leading the expansion of this company into the Atlanta marketplace. Different language. You know, I love working with super successful professional type people like yourself. Different kind of language. Do you keep your business options open? Do you look at ways of making money outside of your primary career, right? This is, this is the type of positioning. You know, and now I say, well, what is it? Or I'm on the phone with them and they say, well, what are you looking for me to do? Here's the way that I used to present the opportunity. And I want you to start thinking about this on a little bit of a bigger picture level. I used to say, and feel free to steal this if you want, I am looking for someone to help me build, train, and develop sales organizations on a local, regional, and national level. Let me say that again. I am looking for someone to help me build, train, and develop sales organizations. Because think about it. That's what we do, right? If you're building a team, you are building a sales organization. And the only way you do that is you got to be able to train and develop them and build it. And if you think about it, that's the skill set you want. You don't want someone that can just sell products to their mom and family. No. They're going to do that, and that's fine, but you want people that are thinking big picture. That that, And I used to say, look, here's the, here's the potential reward for us is we can override tens of thousands of customers worldwide and get paid a residual income on that. See, we're, we're teaching these sales teams going out, and we get paid on every single customer that they acquire. Now, do you see how that paints a little bit of a different picture in someone's mind? See, I want to smack them in the face with the idea of what this can become of having time and money, freedom, passive, life-changing residual income. I'm not, you know, I'm not presenting this to them as this little thing that they can do. I am presenting this to them as something that can create a new career for them, a more fulfilling career where they wake up in the morning with purpose and meaning behind what it is that they do. That's what I mean by use different language. Lead with the opportunity. Now, listen, if part of your story is how you had a life-changing experience with the products, you, you can mention that. But say, what I love the most now is I get to go out and share this with others and teach them how to improve their health and grow these sales organizations and get paid residual income on all these customers. It's, you got to start thinking bigger. you got to change your language. Now, I will tell you this. It will be uncomfortable for you in the beginning. You will feel weird talking like that, but it, you'll get over it really quickly when you see how differently people respond to what it is that you say. All right, my fifth and my final tip for LinkedIn is this. You've got to get people on the phone. See, my approach was this. I, it, I call it high-tech, high-touch. 
I would connect with them and find them on LinkedIn. I would send them a message. We would usually engage in a conversation, two or three messages. Now, keep in mind, when I'm messaging people, I am not pitching them in that first message. I'm not sending a link to what I do. I'm starting a conversation. In my first message, I'm saying, hey, John, you know, thanks so much. It's great to connect with you. Thanks for accepting my request. Hey, the reason why I'm connecting with you, I see we have a similar background, always looking to grow my professional network. You know, how long have you been at so-and-so company? I'm just referencing that commonality and asking them a question because here's what I want to see. Are they going to respond? If they don't respond back to me, then I just move on. If they do respond back, now I know, okay, I've got somebody that's willing to dance here. So in that second message, I might then reference, look, one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out, I'm expanding a company into your area. I'm always looking for sharp, successful people like yourself. You know, just quick question for you. Do you keep your business options open? Or, you know, do you know anyone that's looking for a career change? I'm using that kind of generic language. I'm not talking about the company. I'm not sending links. And if they come back in a positive way and say, yeah, it depends on what it is, or I'm looking to get them on the phone. Hey, great. Hey, why don't we hop on the phone this week? Let's get on the phone, short call. I can explain to you what I'm looking for, get to know you, see if we think we have a fit. Now, I know the mere thought of that. I know some of you are listening to this right now and you literally just had a little heart palpitation. Like you literally just had a mini anxiety attack, even thinking about getting on the phone with someone, especially if they are successful. But I am telling you, your ability and your willingness to do that will change your life. And here's how it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life first and foremost because your ability to do it and see that you can actually do it successfully will have such a profound effect on your confidence and your belief in yourself. Look, those first couple of phone calls, I couldn't believe. I remember somebody said, yeah, fine. I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay. And I remember shaking when I'm calling that person. Like, what the heck am I going to say? This person's so successful. They're going to think I'm a fraud, blah, blah, right? And what I realized was I'd get on the phone with these people and yeah, some of them would be a pain in the ass and they'd be very, you know, it just wouldn't go well, but I would also get on the phone. It'd be so easy. I mean, it would be like, literally, I just connected with a long lost friend and we would talk for 40 minutes. And then at the end of that conversation, I'd be like, Hey, great. Let me send you some information, right? When I'm on the phone with them, I'm not pitching them and I'm not presenting the whole time. I'm getting to know them. Hey, John, great to talk to you. Hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. I see you work for so-and-so. How, how long you did that? How, how's that going for? Do you like it? Right? I'm asking them questions. I'm trying to find out what's, what are they all about and, and, and do I have a potential solution? Hey, let me tell you my story and then I get into my background and my why. And sometimes I'm on the phone with them for 10 or 15 minutes. I haven't even said anything about the company yet. Right? So what I'll tell you is that people are people. I don't care how successful they are. I don't care how broke they are. Some are positive, some are negative. But I will tell you this. The higher you go up on the ladder, the more people you will find that are open. That's just my experience. But you, if you get over that fear and you start getting on the phone with people, you will have so much excitement because you'll be like, oh my God, I never thought I could do this. And it'll, it'll start to evaluate other things in your business that you never did because you didn't have that belief. And when you can start doing this type of prospecting, you think, you have fear now, your fear, like talking to people you know will be so simple because you will be so sharp. You will cut through them like butter because you're just so used to dealing with this situation of not knowing people. And, and listen, dealing with a lot of rejection. You're going to do cold market prospecting on something like LinkedIn. You got to go through a lot of people. That month that I recruited 20, I connected with thousands of people. Now, I know most of you don't have all day long to get on LinkedIn, but even if you're on there 20, 30 minutes a day connecting messages, maybe you have a couple of calls a week, it's going to do so 
much for your excitement, I am telling you. And when you recruit that first person, just like I did, it's going to be a game changer for you. Now, what some of you might be thinking about, what if they don't want to get on the phone, right? A lot of times people are like, you know, hey, can you send me some information? You know, it's at that point, I'll go back and I'll say, look, here's what I'm doing. Here's a couple of links. If somebody's not willing to get on the phone and they're a little bit, you know, kind of put offish, then all I know is that they're, they might not be a great prospect for me. I have no problem sending the link to a third party tool, a presentation, video, my website, and just, you know, following up with them. But what I always wanted to do, the minute they said they were open or interested, I'd say, Hey, let's get on the phone. And I would try to schedule that call. And on that call, I would make a connection, build rapport. And then I would set up, I'd give them a little bit of information. I'd say, Hey, look, I got some information I'm going to send to you by email. I'll get that to you. Let's follow up with one another and let's go for, let's go from there. And I'm telling you those five tips, right? That I just gave you right there. If you can implement that, if you can have some patience, you're not going to get on LinkedIn and in one week start crushing it. You got to give yourself some time. You got to commit to doing it. You got to do it a little bit every day, but I'm telling you every single one of you can create results if you do what I teach. All right. So let me give you the link. I've got a free training that I've actually recorded. It's on demand, so you can access it anytime you want. Um, all you have to do is go to bobhighlig.com forward slash LinkedIn webinar. So bobhighlig.com forward slash LinkedIn webinar. And it, the name of the training is LinkedIn Prospecting Strategies for Network Marketers. And I literally go through, I show you how to do those targeted searches. I show you some screenshots and I show you some different examples of how to put your profile together. So it should be a really, really good follow-up to this training. And uh, like I said, that's on demand. You can see that anytime. I'm going to put the link in the show notes here so that you have it. But that's pretty much it. LinkedIn, I'm telling you, if you have not yet tried it, if you're struggling for high-quality leads, if you're feeling stuck, it might be the answer for you. So hope you got a ton of value out of this episode, everyone. You know, I think that now it's just up to you to implement and take action. So thanks so much for being here. As always, appreciative of those of you that take the time to leave a review. And I will see you soon on the next episode. Take care.